Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. to Locked on Bucks. I am your host Kane Pittman here in the early hours of Friday morning, which means two things. First of all, it means that we've got to at the end of another week of Locked on Bucks. That's for us, but as a whole, it means the Milwaukee Bucks have finally got to the All-Star break, which means that the regular season is two-thirds done. It's kind of hard to believe. You start the season, you go through the off-season, uh, you think that basketball is never going to come back. And now here we are. We're in the middle of February. We're at All-Star Weekend. And once uh, we get through this, uh, these activities this weekend, then it gets really serious. And we are officially on the road to the playoffs. But I am here by myself tonight. It's uh, 1 a.m. on Friday morning. Drove back from Indianapolis this morning. Pulled into Chicago on the way home. Picked up my uh, credential for All-Star Weekend. Uh, I'm going to be down there for the events on Saturday and Sunday when uh, when the Bucks uh, players are involved there. I'm really looking forward to that. And there was a little bit of snow in Chicago today. And I, I you know, I, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with all these people that are complaining about All-Star Weekend being in a cold city. Get over it. It's a little bit cold. Who cares? I'm from Australia. It's summer back now. Uh, summer at home right now and I put a jacket on and I put a hat on and the games are played inside so it doesn't really matter I don't know what you're complaining about I think people should get over it all-star weekend is really fun I was fortunate enough to go uh, last year in Charlotte it was the first time that I got to go to an all-star game And, and like many fans I spent my time growing up, looking forward to All-Star Weekend, looking forward to the dunk contest, the three-point shootout, the All-Star game itself, and wishing I could be there and thinking this would be a really fun uh, thing, a fun opportunity to get to be in that arena with all these amazing athletes, these amazing uh, basketball players, the best players in the world in the same arena. So I'm not going to complain because there's a little bit of snow. I'm fortunate enough now that I get to go. It's my second time in a row, and I'm excited uh, to get to Chicago. And secondly. Chicago's a fun city to hang out in. I don't like the sports teams. The sports teams suck, but the city itself is pretty fun. So I'm excited to get down there. And uh, the reason why I'm by myself here tonight, I did mention it a couple of days ago, but uh, Frank, he he took his all-star break a little bit early. So he's uh, at the moment, uh, he's probably out in the ocean somewhere off Mexico. He doesn't drink a lot. So I can't say that he's probably got a cocktail in his hand at one o'clock on on Friday morning, but uh, I'm sure he's having a good time. I'm sure he's relaxing. So he's going to be back next week. So we'll be back to a little bit more of the regular programming for Locked On Bucks. And uh, just keeping in mind that after the All-Star break, we've got a few uh, dead days before the Bucks again play the Pistons on Thursday. So uh, as always, I always say this, if there's anything you want to hear on the podcast, if you have any questions, if you want us to run through anything in particular, make sure you send it through to at Locked On Bucks or myself, at Kane Pittman or Frank at F Madden NBA. But 
we're going to go through, or I'm going to go through some of the all-star stuff that I think you should expect. I'm going to make my predictions. I'm going to complain about the things that I want to complain about. But before we do, we should recap this, this Bucks start to the season here just very quickly with just a couple of numbers that should make you feel good about being a Bucks fan. 46 and 8 is the record. Just, uh, you know, casually 85% winning mark at the moment for the Bucks. Still got a six and a half game lead over the Toronto Raptors in second. And remember, up until last night, the Raptors had a 15 game winning streak of their own. We know the Bucks won 18 games earlier in the season, but 15 wins in a row for the Raptors. And they're still six and a half games back of the Bucks, even though uh, the Bucks had that loss to the Indiana Pacers uh, last night. Or uh, when would that have been? Wednesday night. So the Bucs still with the third-ranked offense, number one defense by a mile, number one net rating by a mile. They've probably got the MVP. Barring disaster, Giannis is going to be a back-to-back MVP. They're still on pace to win 70 games. Uh, life's pretty good. If you enjoy watching the Milwaukee Bucks, life is really, really good right now. But let's get into this all-star stuff. So the first one I just really want to touch on, uh, the Rising Stars game this year, is not going to be something that if you're a Bucks fan, maybe you won't pay a lot of attention to this. Uh, today we saw DeAndre Ayton pull out of the Rising Stars game. So he was on the, the, the world roster. So uh, I just wanted to quickly point out, and don't get me wrong, Dante DiVincenzo should be playing in this game if the the people that are picking the rosters for this team are rewarding. Not only, it's not just that the Bucs are on 70-win pace, so they should have someone. That's, that's kind of bullshit. That, that doesn't have to be the case. But Dante DiVincenzo should probably be in the Rising Stars game because of the impact he's having on a 70-win team. When you look at some of the guys on this U.S. roster right now, so just very quickly, DeAndre Ayton is uh, not going to be playing. Uh, he got replaced uh, today by Nicolo Malley from New Orleans, who, by the way, is 29 years old. I'm not sure how he's a rising star. So Dante couldn't actually replace Aiden, so that's worth noting. But when you look at the U.S. roster, Miles Bridges, Charlotte, below 500. Wendell Carter Jr., not going to play with the Chicago Bulls, below 500. Devontae Graham, Charlotte, below 500. Uh, what do we got? Eric Pascal, Golden State, below 500. Colin Sexton, again. P.J. Washington, Charlotte, Zion Williamson, New Orleans, Trey Young, Atlanta. The only guys that are on above 500 teams right now, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and then the two Memphis players, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jared Moran. So, yeah, I just think if you're a guy like Dante DiVincenzo that's in the Bucs uh, rotation, like started a whole bunch of games playing winning basketball, when you look at his individual plus minus when he's on the court, the Bucs don't lose anything. In fact... Some of their best lineups include this guy. Now we're starting to see him score the ball as well. Yes, he's only averaging nine points per game. It's just now proof that they don't care. If you're not scoring points, they don't care. And that's why uh, Dante DiVincenzo isn't in this game. But yes, he certainly does uh, deserve that opportunity. But you know what? I've said this the whole time. Didn't play a lot of games in his rookie season. Enjoy the rest. Enjoy the rest, Dante. He's going to be a very important player for the Bucs heading towards the playoffs. But certainly if you're a Bucs fan, I can understand why you would be a little bit uh, annoyed about him not being there.
All right, let's move on to the dunk contest now. Now, Pat Connaughton, this is really fun. I mean, the Bucks really put in the campaign to get Pat in the dunk contest. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of Bucks in, in this competition in general. Obviously, Giannis had a, a rather forgettable appearance a few years back, and he said that the only advice that he would give to Pat Connaughton is make sure you make your first dunk because if you don't, things are going to be uh, yeah, really difficult from there. But an interesting field, Derek Jones Jr., we know this guy is incredible. I mean, the only way maybe he's going to lose is if he tries something too crazy and eliminates himself. Because uh, for me, he should be the favorite in this, Dwight Howard. Obviously, he's an old man now. What's he going to do? Is he going to be able to do anything more impressive than he did 10 years ago? I'm not so sure. So Dwight Howard, for mine, I've got him at the bottom of the pack. Maybe he'll surprise me. But I've got Dwight Howard at the bottom of the pack. Right now, I would have Derek Jones Jr. as my favorite. Then Aaron Gordon from Orlando. He said in the past that he didn't want to be in the dunk contest anymore. He wanted to be an all-star. He didn't want to be known as just a dunker. Well, here he is. He's back again. <laughs> and we'll see uh, what, what he's going to bring, the, bring to the table. But for as far as Pat Connaughton goes, really interesting. We've spoke a lot about the fact that his best dunks seem to come on putbacks, we've seen, you know, one, the one that I really remember always comes to my mind is the one against Charlotte last season where he came flying in off the miss and, and on a full extension, one-handed putback, incredible dunk. The big thing to watch here is Christian Yalich. Now, the funny thing is this is not the first time that we've heard the Bucs uh, consider bringing in Christian Yalich to help them in a particular cause. Now, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but during the, the, the Eastern Conference Finals last year, uh, we had a, a conference call with Mike Budenholzer. Before one of the games, I can't remember. I'm, I'm going to say it must have been between game three. Of, it might have been after game four, so when, the, when the both teams came back to Milwaukee. And we know what Drake was doing. He was carrying on like an absolute idiot um, out on the floor, doing whatever the hell he was doing. And so uh, Bud made the joke, and he was joking, to be clear, he was laughing, but he said, oh, we might need to get Christian Yelich out there and time out so he can like, swing the bat as the players are walking back to the huddle, which was obviously very funny at the time. Now, Pat Conan has thrown out the invite to Christian Yelich. I think uh, it's expected that he's probably going to be there. I don't know what they're going to do. What do you do with a baseball player? Yes, it'll be cool just to have uh, the MVP out there. Maybe there might be something with Giannis and Christian Yelich, two MVPs. Uh, doing something with Pat Connaughton in a dunk. I don't know what that could possibly be. Maybe Christian Yelich is going to like hit the basketball off the backboard or something ridiculous like that rather than a standard lob. Maybe Yelich is going to hit the ball for, for Connaughton to throw down a dunk. I'm not sure. Either way, if you're a Milwaukee sports fan, uh, I think you have to be pretty excited about the prospects of, of Christian Yelich being out there. I honestly have no idea what's going, what's going to happen with this dunk contest. I'm really looking forward to seeing Pat out there. Uh, I think he's an outsider behind probably Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon, but, hey, I'm all for Pat Conan and Christian Yelich linking up for a cool dunk. That might put him over the edge. I'm not ruling Pat out. I'm saying he's probably an outsider right now as it stands. All right, let's move on to the three-point shootout. Pretty interesting lineup. No bucks, obviously, involved. But I like, I like this lineup. Bertans, Booker, Devontae Graham from Charlotte, Joe Harris, defending champion, Buddy Heald, Duncan Robinson from Miami, and Trey Young. Zach Levine, uh, 
you know, really, really just wanted anyone that would actually listen to him to hear that he should have been in the All-Star game, which of course he shouldn't have been in the All-Star game. Come on. What are you trying to do? And you sound ridiculous when every time you get interviewed, you're just saying you should be in the All-Star game. Your season hasn't been that good and the Bulls suck. So let's, 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 just, let's just wind that back. And now uh, you, you've wound up in the All-Star game, in the, in the three-point shootout because it's in Chicago. It doesn't really matter. I'm not sure if Levine should be there, if you, if, you, if you pick that up there. But outside of that, I think this is a, re- a really fun uh, group of guys we've got shooting the ball. But again, I've got a bone to pick. And to, and to be honest, like George Hill, I'm not sure whether he would actually even shoot. We know he's been out for quite a while uh, with the, the hamstring injury. And to be fair, we don't know. Maybe he did get asked to do the three-point shootout, and he said no. I know he's heading to Texas for the All-Star break. Giorgio would not strike me as the type of guy that would want to hang out at All-Star Weekend. He seems to be the type of guy that would say, I'm going to take a few days off here. I'm going to go hang out with my family. I'm going to go hang out in the ranch in Texas. And I'm going to relax for a few days. That's what I would imagine he would want to do. But I'm going to complain anyway, because if he didn't get invited, it should be an absolute rule that if you're leading the NBA in three-point percentage at the time that they announce the guys in the three-point shootout, that should be automatic inclusion in the tournament. And if they say no, well, then let us know that they said no. So then we don't have to, you know, I don't have to sound like an idiot here complaining that George Hill isn't in the three-point shootout. But 51% from three, he's having a hell, of a, a hell of a season. And it would be fun to see him in there again. I'm not sure that that is something that he would even want to do. But I think in most years, if you lead in the league in three-point percentage at the time that they read uh, these, uh, the list out, the participants out, you should be in there. But a, a guy that was in the three-point shootout last year, Chris Middleton, uh, didn't have a great showing. And last night after the game, uh, we're in the locker room after the Bucks lost to the Pacers. We were talking to Chris Middleton at All-Star Weekend. Uh, he said, you know, maybe now he's just going to start to think about it a little bit. Uh, before this, every time we asked him, he said no. My focus is purely on my job right now, which is winning games for the Milwaukee Bucks, playing well. Fair to say he's been doing that. <laughs> but now he can have a little bit of fun. Second time around for him. Remember, in the All-Star game last year, he actually played really well and shot the ball really, really well from three. In the three-point shootout, he didn't shoot the ball well. So now he finds himself in the skills challenge. And I asked him, because the skills challenge is really funny. I mean, you, you have guys that are too cool. They're too cool to be in this. They don't want to try hard. They'll try hard if they get to the final, but it's like they're too embarrassed to, to run through the drills and really push hard, which really takes away from what should be a pretty fun tournament because uh, you have a bunch of skilled guys in here, some athletic guys, some guys that could, if they really push the pace, they could make this fun. That's not how it's been. So I asked Chris how he was going to approach this, and he referenced uh, the two three-point uh, times he's been in the three-point shootout i should say if i can spit that out and he wasn't happy about that so he said he wants to win he wants to do his absolute best in this uh skills challenge and again it's an interesting uh group of guys we've got sabonis who we just saw against the bucks spencer dinwiddie a former champion in this pascal siakam bam Adebayo, Derek rose who uh won't take part it's gonna be shay gilgis alexander that's going to replace him chris milton patrick beverly and jason tatum uh, also a, a former winner. So Tatum won this last year, Dinwiddie the year before, then Pazingas and Town. So a couple of big guys, and Patrick Beverly, also a former winner 
the guy that's in this now, he did that with the Houston Rockets. So, yeah, it's interesting because when I think about Chris Milton, if he's accurate or if he's sort of being honest and he is going to push the pace here and he's going to go to win this tournament, then the key might be the three-point shot at the end. Now, I haven't seen the course this year. I, I don't think that there's been any changes where they're going to sort of dribble through uh, the, the cones, get there, there's a pass to be made, uh, a layup, then you br- uh, dribble down the other end and you shoot a three. The interesting thing about this field, Chris Middleton is by far and away the best three-point shooter in the skills challenge. And as we see time and time and time again, this is where the upsets occur in the skills challenge because if you miss a couple of threes, it doesn't matter how big your lead is, you give that guy a chance to get back in the game. So Chris Middleton at 43.8% from three. The next closest guy is Tatum at 38.2. And then it really drops off. You've got some poor three-point shooters out there uh, in this tournament. So if you're a good three-point shooter, and particularly a pull-up three-point shooter where Chris Middleton's shooting 39.6 on his pull-ups, uh, if he pushes the, the pace here through the first sort of few stations here in the skills challenge, Chris Milton might be an outside chance to do really well in this, uh, in the skills challenge, which would be really fun. We don't want to see him get, uh, eliminated in the first, uh, stage here in this one. So something to keep in mind, good three point shooter that often is the decider, uh, in this one, particularly in the early rounds when, as I said, uh, guys, just aren't trying their absolute best. So Milton looking to avenge a couple of poor All-Star Saturday night appearances. But uh, now we'll, after we have a break here, we're going to get into the All-Star game. Because if I have to make one prediction for the All-Star weekend that I feel really good about, it's what's going to happen in the All-Star game. So I'm going to get to this in just a second. All right, so Sunday nights at the United Center, the All-Star Game, Team Giannis v. Team LeBron. For the second year running, uh, the year before that, it was Team LeBron v. Team Steph Curry. The interesting thing to note with Team Giannis, last year, uh, got off to a really, really good start, Team Giannis, didn't they? If you remember back uh, to that one, they were leading 53 to 37 after the first quarter. And then uh, from there, uh, the team LeBron sort of brought their way back into the game. But a monster night for Giannis in Charlotte last season. Uh, He finished with 38 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 17 for 23 from the field, 2 for 6 from three-point land. He had the MVP in the absolute bag until Russell Westbrook shot them out of the game. Uh, going 8 for 20 in 19 minutes. Westbrook single-handedly brought Team LeBron back in the game. And the unfortunate thing about the loss for Team Giannis, not only did he not win the MVP, but he uh, moved to 0-3 in All-Star games, lost the year before when it was Team Giannis. uh, Sorry, Team Steph, and then lost the year before that uh, when he was with the Eastern All-Stars, when it was just the traditional East-West. So for my prediction... We know what Giannis is like. We know that he's going to go full throttle in this All-Star game. He's not going to take a backward step. He also hasn't played a game in a few days here since the birth of Liam. He might be eager just to play some basketball. The new All-Star rules are going to be interesting. We know once you get to the, to the fourth quarter, first to 24, 
Like I just said, Team Giannis scored 53 points in the first quarter last year. For both teams, the lowest point total was actually Team Giannis in the fourth quarter. They only scored 33. But that gives you a fair indication of how quickly this game is going to wrap up in the fourth quarter. I think the intensity will be really high then because they know uh, you, can, you can finish this thing pretty quickly, but also you don't want to be embarrassed. So I think the teams will start to play some defense. But Giannis for MVP is my prediction that I feel really, really good about. I think LeBron's going to try hard. I think the, the, the longer his career goes, the more times he's in the All-Star game. He's going to want to get that MVP. He's going to win an, 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 another one, another two, another three All-Star MVPs. Similar to Giannis, he doesn't know how to take a backward step. And I think those two bring the best out of each other. So that's going to be interesting. I think the MVP is definitely out of those two, depending on who wins the game. But Giannis, yeah, he's, he's due for a win. The only other thing I want to see with the All-Star game moving forward, they're trying a bunch of different things. I really like the fact now that it is the, the two voting leaders from each conference have their teams and they pick their uh, squads, even though uh, when you look at this year's team, uh, uh, these, this year's rosters in particular, it's still virtually East first West. There's a couple of different ones, but it is largely East first West. But I really, really, really want to just see this, these teams voted next time on the floor right before tip-off. These teams don't practice anyway. If you've ever sat at home and watched the All-Star practice, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. They're mucking around. They're trying trick shots. They're just cruising around. So that doesn't matter. It's an exhibition game. But I want the drama. I want to see who gets upset. Giannis made that joke that I, I think we all love. We all found it pretty humorous when Giannis said that uh, he didn't pick James Harden because he wanted someone that was actually going to pass the ball. So let's see him say that on the floor. And then they play against each other straight after. I think uh, guys would be even more competitive then. They haven't had three weeks to get over the fact that they were picked last. Not that I don't think Sabonis would be too upset. He's in the All-Star game. I, don't think, uh, I think he's just happy to be there. But, but some of these guys, they've got an ego. Westbrook, James Harden, to name a couple. I think that would really spice up the All-Star game. If you do the, the old schoolyard picking... Picking players right before they go out of the court, I think that that would be unreal. I think that would be brilliant. But it is going to be at the United Center on Saturday night and Sunday night just down the road in Chicago. Hopefully a few of you guys and girls are, are coming down. I mentioned last night in Indiana that we saw a bunch of Bucks fans and it's always so fun to like chat to you guys when, when you are at particularly road games. That's when generally people tend to say hello because I think... Maybe they don't get to go to a lot of games if it's in the city that they've moved to, that they've lived, or just in general going to road games is fun. So if anyone is in Chicago and you see me wandering around or um, at Velasquez or Eric, whoever it is, say hello. We enjoy that. And in the meantime, the podcast obviously is going to be back. We'll be recapping All-Star Weekend. There's going to be plenty of people around, so I'm going to try and get uh, some, some guests for the podcast over the weekend before we look to get the season really rolling again. But seriously, I know you guys have, have listened to me ramble on by myself a couple of times now this week with Frank being away. I always try to get another voice on here so you don't get too sick of me. But uh, as I always say, make sure you send through any feedback. You have anything you want me to do, anything you want the podcast to do to get better. But uh, we really appreciate uh, you listening. 
it's a lot of fun. I love doing this. And to, to get to this point near the all-star break, talking to you guys pretty much every single day, it's been a, a hell of a lot of fun. And like I said, for the Bucks right now, at 46 and 8, uh, it's, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to be watching the Bucks. So we look forward to see what's going to come in the second half of the season. We hope it's going to be a long run for the Bucks right through to June. Don't forget, Chris Milton in the Skills Challenge on Saturday night, Pat Connaughton in the Dunk Contest, and then Giannis and Chris in the All-Star Game on Sunday night. I keep saying this, but there was many years where there was no Bucks involved in the All-Star Weekend at all, so this is just really exciting. I love it. It should be a really fun weekend. I hope everyone enjoys the All-Star Weekend. I hope everyone stays warm. Don't complain about the cold, though. Like I said, you put a jacket on. Everyone's going to be fine. But I will be back after the All-Star Game with someone else. I don't know who yet. I can't tell you. It's a surprise. The former self Kane Pittman and Frank Manon, who is out on a cruise ship somewhere. We'll speak to you guys next week.